It is time on this Happy Football Friday to bring in Brian Anthony Davis. He is with Behind the Still Curtain, also a fine football analyst, CBS Sports Talk Radio, Goody Sports, and more. We are very blessed and glad to have him. Here he is. Hi, Brian. Coach Goody, how are you? We're doing very fine on this football Friday because high school football gets underway tonight, aside from the Steelers playing. So we have different high school coaches on the show today. Let's start off with the QB position for Pittsburgh from Coach Gordy's research and so on. It appeared Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph won too, but you're going to tell us, hey, don't go too fast. Everything you look up, Coach Gordy, go ahead. Yeah, so right now it's one and two because if you're looking at it right now, that's the way it is on this moment, on the day of the final preseason game. But the problem with that is when we talked about this a lot last week, you have two guys that have showcase their talent and are uh, are looking like you have you look like you have two qb2s which means that you also have an established qb3 in joshua dobbs so with that being being said you have a surplus of talent and i i'm kind of alone in this i'm in the minority when i say that i really think one of these guys is going to be traded and you hear a lot of people saying that um who's going to give up for Mason Rudolph. Desperate teams will give up picks. It might not be on Tuesday on cutdown day, but you might even see something happen the week after week one. And with that being said, that could very well happen. So a report came out this week out of Pittsburgh saying that not so fast on Mason Rudolph being number two, you're going to see Dwayne Haskins get an opportunity against the number ones of Carolina Panthers because remember Pittsburgh has four preseason games this is only the third for the Carolina Panthers and the rest of the league excluding Dallas so with that they're going to have to play more guys to establish spots because they've had less preseason games so you're going to see a lot of the first team defense early on and Dwayne Haskins is going to have an entire half to shine and if he shines they have a decision to make well, certainly, Brian, as I've looked at information, this thing that Tomlin, he keeps stressing the arm talent is what jumps out of Tomlin. Oh, yeah, he definitely has arm talent. I mean, he, he probably has one of the strongest arms in that quarterback room. However, he doesn't have the savvy of a Ben Roethlisberger and experience. Nobody in that room does, you know, and so Ben's safe there. But you're also looking for possible heir appearance. And at this point, it does not seem like it's Mason Rudolph. I mean, they brought him back on a one-year deal. But if you could move a quarterback, and there are quarterback-needy teams, you just saw A.J. McCarron go down um, in Atlanta. He's their number two. You know, there's a situation where you could bring a guy in, like a Mason Rudolph, for a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick. And with the surplus of talent that you have, and the fact that you have a Joshua Dobbs that could hold down that number three spot, you know, you would move one of those guys. Well said, because, again, if Rudolph has not thrown a touchdown pass yet, this makes it very interesting. And in the days ahead, we'll certainly be following up with you. Is there anything else you'd like to say about players on the line and so on? And then we'll get into tonight's game. You just go ahead, the game with Carolina tonight. Go ahead, Brian. You know, it's going to be really interesting because we're going to see how the offensive line completely shapes out. We're, uh, we're seeing some of those battles now. There is a big problem 
at the slot corner position since losing Mike Hilton to the Cincinnati Bengals in free agency. It has nobody has really claimed that spot. You know, you have some young talent with Cam Sutton, Justin Lane, even James Pierre, but you have had some guys go down with injury. Antoine Brooks has been injured. He was he seemed like he was going to be the answer at slot corner, and now. Not only was he injured, he's now cut injured, waived injured, as of the uh, cut down to 80 the other day. So he's no longer there. Arthur Millette, who they got from the Jets, who they thought would be very good in that spot, is also injured. So there's really no clear-cut player to play that slot position. So slot corner's wide open, and that's, that's starting to really scare people in Pittsburgh. It is. Anything from Carolina you expect tonight outside of the number of players they're going to be playing? Yeah, the only thing to look at, I mean, you're not going to see a guy like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you might not see much from Sam Darnold. If you see anything, you might see a few snaps, and that's about it. So it's really not the fact that you're playing Carolina. It's the fact that you're, you're uh, playing against first team. And that's got to be exciting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're still, you know, gray nameless faces. It doesn't matter who it, who it is, but the pedigree that they are first-teamers is really exciting because you're going to measure up against a first-team defense and vice versa. You're going to measure up against a first-team offense as well. And if this is a loss tonight, that does not matter. What matters is the performance of the players that get a chance because you're going to see twos, threes, and fours going against ones, and that's great to see because we'll see what cream rises to the top, as Randy Macho Man Savage used to say. Well explained. It does not matter the score because they have things to figure out. Briefly to Tennessee, Tannehill out, COVID. Where have we heard this story before with the Tennessee Titans? I, you know, I this greatly affected the Pittsburgh Steelers season last year because. Because of the Titans, now you've got their quarterback, their head coach. They've got so many players afflicted with it. They're, somebody's not being compliant. And that can't be just a somebody. That's, uh, there's a situation where things are not going the way they're supposed to be going when you have one out of 32. If this was a if the, this is if there were six or seven teams, then that's one thing. But when it's consistently one team or two teams, then that means there's compliance not going on, and there's a lazy, fair attitude in Tennessee. It's happening. We know what happened with New England and so on, and it's even happened with the CFL. Yes. As we finish today is National Banana Day. Yes or no, bananas. Oh, yeah, bananas are great. You know, my favorite bananas are when you would go down to Disney World and get the chocolate-covered frozen banana. Sure. And earlier this week, we had Banana Split Day, and you would like this. Originating 1904, sold for 10 cents in Latro, Pennsylvania. Really? There you go. There you go, sir. Also, bananas can float in water. Quickly, you're going to tell us the country that produces the most bananas in the world. Is it Colombia? Is it India? Is it Ecuador? Is it Peru? I'm going to say India. Good way to end. You have won. Eat a banana. There you go. Go Steelers. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. Send me a chocolate-covered banana there, Gordy. Go for it. (laughs) All right.